0: I'm here with my uh, buddy and paranormal partner, J.J. Rose. How you doing, J.J.?
1: I'm good, Tim. How are you?
0: Doing well, thank you. We're here today to do a quick little celebration of uh, the third member who's no longer with us of this team, um, Henry Wiazowski. And uh, as of the 15th, it is his birthday. So we thought we'd do a short little tribute to Henry and walk you through some of the fun things that <laughs> it was to be in the presence of Henry, <laughs> especially when we were doing um, ghost hunting and that type of thing. Um, my first memory of Henry is when I met him in, uh during auditions for a play uh, I was producing. And um, back then, you didn't hear it later on when you met him, but back then he still had an accent because he's from Belgium. And, um, it's, you know, if you did not know, you may mistake it for French, but it isn't French. And you could tell by the cadence, by the way he was talking. And, uh, I said, you're Belgian, right? And he says, yeah, no one gets that. They always think I'm French. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, it was the cadence. It was the cadence. That's what, that's what tipped me off. And so, and from that point on, it was, it was a, it was the start of a fan, one of the best friendships I've ever had in my life, uh, really. And, um, yeah, he is missed to say the least, and we're going to miss him on his birthday, but uh, he would have been 52 well, as yeah. of the 15th. What was your, what was the first time you met Henry? Cause I know we did a quick dinner before we ever bounced out into or was it a phone conversation or i i don't remember
1: no so uh the first time that i met him was when you guys uh got together and vetted me right we met this little hole in the wall like a taqueria or something and um it was very sterile and i remember it was pouring rain that day um right yeah and as i was driving there I was completely zoned out with like this ginormous download. And um the person who was with me in the car, because you know, here I'm about to go meet a whole bunch of strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, we do that. Um <laughs> and so I I had brought this person with me and they you know, I'm driving the car. So they're looking at me a little freaked out, like, you're not talking, you're not blinking, what are you doing? But you're, you know, obeying all the traffic laws I'm like a good driver. You're, and you're,
0: so You're an autopilot.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I definitely was. Um and so we, we pull up and it's like, I put the car in park and all of a sudden, like I snapped out of it and they were like, Oh, thank God. Cause I thought you were going to meet these people and it's going to be a really weird impression. <laughs> but, um, you know, you guys, I had contacted you, right? To be yeah. cleaner, and you don't know who I am. I could have been any, you know, loon off the internet because that's always fun. To mm-hmm.
2: so, <laughs> say um, the least.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I met you and I met Henry and then you would have the, um a friend of yours who is kind of newbie psychic. She's psychic, but she was still pretty new. Yeah. And So I was sitting directly across from you Mm -hmm. and Henry's in the corner, you know, his backs against the wall is normal. Right. And his arms are folded. Yeah. And he's just watching me. Yeah. Just, just very not suspect, not making me feel, um, you know, weird in any way, but like, he's silently extremely observant. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he was a skeptic on the team. So part of his job is to suss me out. And, um, it was that funny little part when the person that you had brought, the psychic woman, um, she didn't know any better. And so she kept kind of energetically poking me.
0: Right. I think you mentioned that. And I'm,
1: I'm mid conversation with you. Like you're you're asking me different questions. And I'm mid conversation with you. And all of a sudden I just stop and I look at her and I go, can you please stop? <laughs> <laughs> and Henry's eyebrow kind of went up a little like, oh, you know, we're about to have a psychic fight. <laughs> And, um, you know, and then that whole tete to tay went. But it was so funny because he's so pleasant. Yeah. But he didn't say a whole heck of a lot. Like, he definitely was was feeling me out. Yeah. But I always felt this genuine warmth with him. And it was funny. And I get this a lot with people because, you know, I'm me, right? I'm a <laughs> pretty happy person for yeah. the most part and um, outgoing. And so at the end, you know, I'm giving you a hug and and then I get to him, and you could tell, you know, that European part of him just really came through, like, wanting to be very staunch, and yeah. we don't show emotions. And you could see him confused why he wanted to hug me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of remember that a little bit. He kind of stuttered on it, you know, like yeah. a physical stutter, you know?
1: He, he went very Spock about the whole thing. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> hugging this person, and I don't know why I want to hug them. <laughs>
0: very Spock, I like it.
1: And it was so him Uh, i i remember laughing a little and i said oh you'll listen up and you know what after that point we did and you know every time i would leave you guys i would always say i love you and i remember the first time his eyes kind of got big yeah and i was like i said what i said
2: <laughs>
1: i didn't stutter
2: <laughs>
1: and you know after that he would say it too and yeah. it was it was just this really beautiful friendship i mean obviously we met because of scary and working together mm. but it we ended up doing dinners the three of us oh constantly
0: we- whether we had a gig or not
1: yeah absolutely just to get together and you know gab and fill in and you know tim i love you dear but i'm always going to call you out on this you are proverbially late although not today i was the late one that was funny (laughs) um touche
0: i I gotcha (laughs) i know
1: we would plan these dinners and you know you would always end up being late. And so <laughs> he and I would be together and, and we would just be sitting there just chatting. Um, I remember one time you got really hung up on something. We had warned you there was traffic and mm. you thought it was close and you could take a side straight and that didn't work out too well. But No, I remember that.
0: Yeah, that was horrible.
1: We were there for like 45 minutes and, you know, we just, <laughs> just no shop talk. It was just about our lives and, you know, who we are and things going on in the world. And he was such a great conversationalist. Yeah. Um, it still feels weird to talk about him in the past tense.
0: It does. It really does. It, it's going on three or three years now. I mean, that's hard to believe. <laughs>
1: i i don't because i still remember the memorial like it was yesterday but yeah me too you know i understand death i've i've dealt with it many many times in my life I've, i've unfortunately had a lot of friends pass away yeah more so than probably you know the average person and so i've dealt with that and most of them you know i know the person has passed away pretty easy um Or, you know, I know that they've crossed over, they checked in the whole thing. Sometimes they'll get a dream or an experience and it's, it's really nice. But with him, I didn't. And I remember telling you multiple times, like, I don't feel like he's gone. I feel like we're getting bad information. This is wrong. And I'm to the point where I was like, this sounds really bad as a psychic on your team. (laughs) 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 Which it does. I mean, in all honesty, but. I I just I I didn't feel him gone, and then you ended up having this amazing dream.
0: Oh yeah, that was a good dream. And that
1: actually comforted me. Yeah,
0: I remember the dream quite vividly. We were in this mall that's local, obviously. Like we travel a hundred miles to a, another mall, but anyway. um And I don't think it's even there anymore, but, uh, we're walking around and we're having a conversation. We always did this thing where we swung by the food court first before we went to go see a movie. And, um, so that's us. We're, we're walking. We just got out of the food court. That was a good dinner. You know, it's real small talk stuff. And we're up going up an escalator. And as soon as we hit the top of the escalator, it dawns on me. Oh my Henry you're not around anymore, man. And I say that to him out loud, you know, it's a dream. So you're going to verbalize most of what you don't really think internally in a dream. right? <laughs> and um, so, you know, I verbalize that to him in the dream and he looks at me and he gets a sly little smile on his face and he nods and he says, come on, let's go see a movie. <laughs> oh. It's like, yeah, you get it. You know what's happening. Let's go see a movie. And that's about when I woke up. I'm going to (laughs) cry.
2: Well, honestly,
1: (laughs) when you had that dream, that was. It was affirming and it was kind of healing in a sense. Yeah. He was the first person that I can honestly say when they passed away. I didn't believe it. Um, Yeah. I couldn't feel him on the other side. He didn't show up um, none of the normal stuff that I normally have I normally can feel like the separation from the person on this plane to the other right it just it feels different. I don't know how to describe it really that's complex but I didn't feel that and so I, I remember I mean you and I were on the phone almost every day you know yeah. leading up to the memorial and just telling you like this isn't real this doesn't feel real we were speculating, you know, here and there, I mean, he had moved Mm -hmm. and, um, there were some communication issues happening when, you know, for the person who was the go-between when he was ill, they weren't being the best communicators. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. And so, you know, not feeling that change that I normally feel when, when someone crosses over, I felt no change. I kept whenever I tune into him, it was like, he was still very here and present. And I've never had that in that capacity with anybody before. And, you know, granted it was in the beginning of when the world shut down and things were very weird. Um, but uh, it it was it was so weird. So you and I were on the phone almost every single day, and I remember <laughs> every day I'd pretty much tell you the same thing. Yeah, and I checked, I meditated, I prayed, I I checked in on him. It's like he's still here. Like I I don't believe that he's gone. I feel like we're getting bad information, and you know, because even the way that we found out was weird, right? Like oh, it was out of left
0: field. I mean, I found out through a mutual friend of ours who found out online. It's like suddenly there are all these, you
2: through know, social sim- media
0: posts. Yeah, exactly. On his Facebook page, and uh, suddenly it was just figured. like, "I, oh, you know, I'm very sorry. He will be missed." I said, "Whoa, whoa, what happened?" Because yeah. you know, I, I, I had spoken to him not a week or two before, like spoken to like him. You know, days
1: before, actually. Excuse me. It was it was a day or two before.
0: It was. I tech That was a text. I didn't verbally speak to him. But um, oh. that's um, right.
1: You guys were texting about speaking. Yeah. And you said, "Is it a good time to call?" And he said, "Oh, I'm not feeling too good. Let's let's try tomorrow."
2: Yeah.
1: And then you just never heard, and hey, right. it was a holiday, so you it, let it go. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, even the way that we found out was strange, and that's why, you know, it, and I understand there is the part of grief where, like, the denial.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Obviously, with someone like me, it's a little bit different because like, right, it feels different. But in his case, it didn't. And this is the first time I've ever experienced that. And there was something a little a little miracle that I will talk about that happened. There was a situation with someone that we all knew in common um, that had happened years before. And it was very, very small and slight. It was like, you know, I kind of met this person. They took something I said wrong and they kind of had like bad blood with me, but I didn't really understand the situation from mm. their standpoint. Right. Um, I thought it was just them being scared of people like me and kind of laughed about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> So there were, you know, many times like, you know, when you published your book and you had your book launch and stuff that that person was there. And I'd be like, oh, hi, (laughs) almost to the point where I was being annoying because they wouldn't acknowledge me. And I'm not, you know, I'm not used to people not being nice to me. So it was very weird. And I was like, why are you being weird? Yeah. And it was something that Henry and I had talked about multiple times. And finally, he broke down to me how this person actually felt. And what transgression they thought I did. And I was like, okay, well, that is totally not what happened. And I'm not even sure, like, how they got that. But I will do my best in my snipey little way at the time. Because I was snipey about it. I admit (laughs) that. Um, You know, to try and heal it when the opportunity arises. I'm so calling myself out. But it's (laughs) the truth, right? I have emotions. Mm. I can be a little snippy at times. Yeah, that's all right. And he had told me, I love how you're laughing because you know <laughs> me well. Um, <laughs> but Henry had told me this was something he really, he really wanted to have healed. And so I had told him, okay, go ahead and relay this message. And apparently the message was never relayed via him. So, you know, when he passed away, we were going to do the memorial and I knew you were talking with the person and I was going to have to interface with the person very directly for the memorial because it had to be obviously online and there were a lot of moving parts and I was a little concerned this person wouldn't want to talk to me or they were going to do the weird thing and I just didn't want to do that with a public audience right and so you bring up to the person hey I just want to let you know you know JJ says x y and z everything I had told Henry to relay and you said the person looked at you quizzically, I was like, I have no clue what she's talking about <laughs> at all, <laughs> but like, wonderful. Um, Thanks for that randomness. Like, I have no clue why she would even say that. Yeah, like,
0: that was bizarre. Thanks. He he didn't remember or he forced himself to forget. I really don't know. But um,
1: I call it a Henry miracle because, <laughs> the, because knowing that person and their personality, they don't like they will hold a grudge forever.
2: Yeah.
1: And so for them to act so like it was like they had no memory of it. And that's why I'm saying it's a Henry miracle, because that was something he had told me one of the last times we hung out alone that I had seen him. He had told me specifically, I really wish you could heal that with this person. Yeah. And I said, all right, I'll try.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you did. You tried. It worked. Kind (laughs) of. Well, I had no memory of it, so great. (laughs) It worked out.
1: Um, I consider that a miracle by him, because... There's no, there's no earthly explanation for that.
0: Not at that level. It doesn't seem anyway. I mean, it could be selective memory. Who knows? (laughs) But
1: (laughs) no, because he had told me that he had had multiple conversations with the person about it. Oh, okay. So like they had continually brought it up over the years. Oh, I see. And fairly recently, in fact, because there was a project we were all supposed to be working on and the person said, well, because she's on it, I won't you know i won't be on it and that really made him sad
2: oh okay. so
1: and and that wasn't i mean that was fairly recent to him passing that that had occurred yeah so yeah it was a miracle let me have that
0: <laughs> the henry miracle i like it um the uh i think we've uh we have this recorded already. Your your first case with us. It's coming mm-hmm. out soon. <laughs> it's on the docket. But uh, I will uh, give everyone. I guess I'll tease that episode a little bit here. When uh, when you first demonstrated the full well, I, what I assume at least that that time was the full power of your abilities. <laughs> we were in the middle of a uh whew, heavy duty case i mean everything was happening we th- we had a former uh, victim of a satanic cult who was having issues <laughs> and uh something followed her and her boyfriend and oh my gosh it was just a mess and you you got us together we did a little pow out on out on the balcony And I'll never forget, okay, so here's what's happening. Bad things are afoot. I can get rid of it. What do you want me to do? And you you say to me, or I say to you rather, nuke it. I'm going to test you. Of course I'm going to test you. Nuke it. I don't want to ever come back here again. (laughs) Okay. Are you sure? (laughs) Yes, I am sure. Nuke it. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. I will never does it exactly the way you said it, too. Okay. Yeah. Look out. Here it comes. You asked for it. And I'll never forget, you know, it's the way you said it. You were just, okay, whatever. You got it. You, you, you asked for the big guns. Here it comes. And you walk off into the back room. And you have a stay with the clients in the front room. And, um. Henry and I are just kind of going back and forth on more into their story, I think. uh, And, uh, then we feel it (laughs) and I call it the boom without the sound. It's a concussion wave and it hits everybody. We think it's an earthquake, a little earthquake at first, but, um, and then we all feel really great by the way. (laughs) It's like, it's, it was like instant being stoned instantly. It was kind of (laughs) great or super high or drunk, or I don't know. It just felt so wonderful. Not that
2: I'm
0: euphoric. Thank you. Great word. Very euphoric. And we are all looking around at each other. You felt that right. You felt that right. Yeah. Yeah. And I go to Henry. I said, you felt that right. And he's looking at me and he's got this astonished look on his (laughs) face. (laughs) <laughs> I will never forget that. Look at my life. <laughs> and he says, yeah. And he's he trying to reason it out. I think he's the one who came up with earthquake. And I said, that was earthquake, man. That was her. And then we feel the, <laughs> then we feel the environmental change in, in general, because it was stifling hot in there, even with the AC cranked all the way to, you know, max because of the presence of the entity there. And then suddenly whoosh, this euphoric thing hits and then the temperature changes. It goes the normal. It almost gets cold immediately because the AC is on full blast. And he's looking at me and says, she's the one. <laughs> she, he kind of gives me a little <laughs> thumbs up and, uh, yeah, yeah. She's the one. <laughs> she's the one. She, she, she proved herself. <laughs> 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 so uh, that was that was henry in a nutshell wow talk about a hard guy to convince
2: <laughs> he was yeah um, i mean he you know, he
0: did his job i'll give him that he did his job even to a fault <laughs>
1: yeah i mean he was the skeptic but the great thing was is he had like a a brain like an engineer
0: yeah right? oh, you know like he needed to work through sure. everything yeah. very
1: much so and shout out to all the engineers out there because your guys' brains just work differently. <laughs> so,
0: it's amazing.
1: But it's, that's kind of how he was. But anytime we talk, he would look at me and he say, I want to believe. Yeah. Like, I want to have that experience. I just, I have it. And then, <laughs> and then.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so one night I have you guys over yeah. and we were over at my mom's And we had had dinner and we were just, it it was some holiday thing that we were doing and you guys stayed late. You guys were kind of hanging out with me afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you, me, Henry, and my mom, we're hanging out and we're just kind of talking. And Henry says this, you know, the same thing. I want to believe, I want to have this experience. You know, I, I, I want to have that trust and that faith like you do that, you know, you just know and then he busts out with this story.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Oh, my God.
0: The angel that, story. <laughs>
1: don't even, I mean, if you want, I'll tell it and try to do it the justice it deserves. But, you know, just to set up the scene, it's it's around 10 o'clock at night. We've just had like this day long event with a whole bunch of people and food. And, you know, we're just friends hanging out, having a good time. Yep. And we're just kind of chit-chatting and here's Henry talking about how he wants to believe and he's never really had, you know, one of those significant moments, you know, yes, he had the thing with me when we were doing that clearing and stuff, but, um, you know, he, he wants one of those things like people who have that deep faith. Yeah. And so I randomly asked the question, well, have you ever had a supernatural experience or something that you couldn't, you know, explain other than just with the team with us, because like you have to be interested in this stuff somehow. Right. And he gets this quizzical look and he goes, well, there was this one time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get through this without laughing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So I just, I remember the look because, you know, he's in the middle and you and I were kind of side-eyeing each other. So the story starts off with, he's in college and.
2: I think
0: um, it was a a little later than that.
1: Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right. Sorry. Okay. There were two friends from college and they, they were really good friends and they had stayed in touch shortly after college. And one day he gets a call from the one guy and the one guy said i need you and the other friend to come with me on a quest and you know mm. peaks henry's interest a little something interesting as a foot this is great right and he goes okay like what are we doing and the guy goes well you know i'm going to pay for travel and everything but i basically need you guys to come with me down to brazil is it brazil yeah okay and we are going to, I seriously, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. <laughs> I'm my face off. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going down to Brazil and we are going to meet an angel in order for me to get this question answered. Right. And in turn, you two can each formulate a question and have it answered as well. But there has to be three of us in order to do this. And so Henry's thinking, okay, this guy's totally putting me on, but like, whatever, mm. you know, road trip sounds good. <laughs> and so, so I mean, but this guy doubles down and he talks about all the the layers within the temple that he was involved in, that he had to go through to even get this appointment. Well, yeah, so, he was a um,
0: rabbi. Yes. The guy and making so, the request.
1: Yes. And he had gone through all these different layers um, in order to get this request so they basically get on a flight they get on a bus they run a car they're driving out to the absolute middle of nowhere i mean we're talking straight jungle there is no one there um except
0: you know. for the guard post because they're right at the border of brazil remember yes <laughs>
1: okay so they end up just with gps coordinates and they end up basically arriving and they park the car, they realize they can't go any you know further but on foot, and they go on foot and they end up on this beach. And there's not one soul on the beach, there's not a house around, it's just desolate, like jungle emptied out in- to the beach. Right. And so they walk out into the beach and they're a couple of minutes early, and they decide okay, well, there's no one out here, and we could definitely see if anyone's coming. So they all stand with their backs to one another. Yeah, they're watching the
0: surf, yeah.
1: Every direction. And out of nowhere pops up this being. And this being has no hair. Um,
0: Oh, no, he had hair. What it was, it was slicked back, as I recall.
1: I remember it having no hair because I remember him saying there were no eyebrows.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. I I don't know how I interpreted that differently, but go ahead.
1: That's fine. Um, so that the being was very pale. There was no hair, no eyebrows, no identifying features, really. Um, like a face, it looked strange because there were no hair, but very androgynous. yeah, and wearing kind of like a robe type getup, like not normal clothing, right. And the being basically just popped up and looked at them and said, Um, I'll take your questions. And so each of them presented their questions in English to this being, the being spoke perfect English and the being said, okay, I will take these questions back, but something about my master.
0: Right. This wasn't, this wasn't the angel itself. It was, it was a servant of the angel.
1: Correct. Something about my master is a hard one to please or something like
0: What I recall is uh, he says, my master is intrigued. He doesn't get this request very often anymore.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Because I remember that being at the end. I remember the bean basically told them, like, don't get your hopes up. I'm going to take this back to my master, but my master, you know, isn't necessarily here to serve you. Type of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He didn't put Don't like,
1: get your hopes up because you're probably not going to get the answer, but return here tomorrow at this same time. So they all kind of blink twice and the being is gone and they're standing in the middle of the beach. There's jungle, but it's a good, you know, 300 yards away. Yeah. So there's nowhere this thing could have gone and they're all a little confused and a little weirded out. Um. Okay, so they go and they get lodging. They come back the very next day. They do the same thing. They stand all three back to back, looking all three directions, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And they stand there, and all of a sudden, the same thing happens. The being just appears. And that's when the being said, my master was intrigued. He does not get these requests. Oh, okay. And the being came up to each of them and spoke the answer to their question in their native tongue yeah which mind you they had never said what their native tongue was <laughs> in perfect oh, language zero accent no zero accent Yeah. perfect diction and all three of them their native their native languages were different
0: yeah so there was and israeli so, for the for the rabbi and the other one was german and henry so was French. It
1: was Hebrew, German, and French. Yes. And then at the end, basically bid them adieu, and off disappeared again. Yeah. So all of them kind of left dumbfounded, but they all got the answer to their question. Well, Henry's question was because he had been told he was the last of his line, and he hadn't had children, but he had always wondered, were there other family members that he didn't know about and the answer he was given is you have more family than you realize that are still alive and they will reach out to you and they're actually closer to you right now than you can imagine now remember they were in brazil on the border (laughs) right (laughs) so he kind of takes this as this is kind of weird and spooky but like cool story yeah and they all leave Well, what was it? Almost six months or a year later. Something
0: like that. I think even earlier, maybe even three months, but. Okay.
1: He ends up getting an email and it was someone with his same last name. And they said, you know, are you related to, and his father's name? Yeah. And he emailed them back. Like I am like, who are you? And it turns out there was a huge faction of his family that two or three generations before had broken off and moved to Brazil. And there were like a hundred of them.
0: Oh, more than that. Yeah. The, yeah. He, he found a whole wing of his family in South America. It was amazing.
1: Wing. Yeah. Just that amazing. It was lost and he got in contact with all of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, miracle. Yeah. So the best part of this story, besides the fact that, you know, he met an angel and had, you know, this whole thing happened, that was Insane enough, uh-huh. but once you and I we looked at each other because we couldn't even speak.
0: Right? He's <laughs> just know. telling
1: this story so off the cuff. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, this blase. happened. Yeah. And so blase about the whole thing, and you and I look at each other, and our <laughs> eyes are like bugging. Oh out yeah, we're t- saucers
0: for sure in our eyes. Yeah and i remember
1: just laughing you and i just erupting in (laughs) laughter and him just kind of looking at us like blinking a few times like why are you laughing (laughs) and we said and i said you're telling me you've never had an experience and you literally went on a quest to meet an (laughs) angel and had the future told to you and it came true and you still have questions
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know yeah it just he didn't have all the answers, and that's what bugged him. That's how his mind worked. He never had all the answers on that particular quest. He never confirmed it was an angel. He never confirmed it was a serifone. You know, all that, all these confirmations. His engineer brain, like you were saying. Well, so, and here's
1: the even weirder part. So, you know, of course, me, at 80 questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, well, who is this angel? How do people get an appointment with the angel? Why do you have to go to Brazil? And the whole story was apparently super high up. Within the Jewish tradition, there were certain rabbis who knew about this angel, Samael, who lived underground. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. It wasn't, was it a different angel? It wasn't a different.
1: No. Sure. A I S- remember because I remember I made him repeat it to me like 15 times. I was made of questions. And um It's funny because, you know, a lot of stuff that's talked about right now with, you know, biblical lore and the fallen angels talks about them being within the earth. Oh, yeah. And at that time, you know, because this is years ago, at the time, we didn't know any of that. Yeah. And then hearing this story, and I'm just like, dude, like...
0: (laughs) You didn't have any experience? What do you call that?
1: I remember like mm-hmm. saying, you know, can we make an
0: appointment? Like
1: you can Like we'll go. I'm down for a trip to Brazil. Yeah, I'll
0: get my passport right now. <laughs> that will be awesome. Yeah.
1: Henry, don't you have cousins we can stay
2: with? Yeah, so.
0: exactly. <laughs> it was not too long after he told us that story. We, we'd we gotten together for something else at a different time. I think we did a mock investigation at your house just to test out new equipment or something like that or at your mom's place at your mom's place. That's what it was. It was mm-hmm. one of those brief little things. We like stuck a few cameras up on poles and that was it. We were driving home from that because we drove up together and, um, somehow we got on the subject of UFOs. And he says, oh, yeah, you know, I saw one once. Wait, hold on. We've been in this game for years now. (laughs) And you're just now telling me about this? He says, didn't I tell you about this? (laughs) I said, Henry, I would have remembered something like that, man. No, No. tell me your story. What's going on? He says, well, I, you know, he lives not too far from where I am. And there's, if you go up this hill, there's a bunch of condos they built up there recently. And uh, that's where he lives and or lived. And then uh, basically he was, he was less than a mile from me. It was, he he always joked that if he tripped, he would fall into my front yard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but up on this, this hill uh, community, he had to go to work early. Uh, he, he did finance and he left early. Most mornings and, um, he just moved into this place and this is like 2007, a couple of years before we started, uh, scary and he's walking out to his car about 5 30 AM typical for him. And he had to park on the street cause his garage is full of boxes. Still, he still was moving in and, uh, this glint. Sun's just coming up, and this glint catches his eye, and he looks over, and he double-takes, and there's this craft sitting there, hovering. And it's kind of almond-shaped-ish. It has a bit of a pyramid top to it, you know, kind of pointy at the top, like a shallow pyramid top. And in the front, there are these two, like, canards. If you've ever seen um, Return of the Jedi... You know the speeder bikes, how they had those two little wings up front? That's exactly what he saw sticking out of the front of this thing, basically. That design. He says, and, it, sat, and it, it just sat there. And it sat there for like 15, 20 seconds. And then it made a minor little adjustment. And then, bam, it was across the valley in under a second. It went, flew over to Mount Umminum. And uh, I said, okay, she so described it to me. W- uh, was there ever any color to it? And he says, no, it was kind of like silvery. I said, was there anything underneath it? Was there any color discoloration, like blue or orange or anything like that? And he says, yeah, the belly had like a aquamarine blue to it. And ha, <laughs> that actually is a uh, part and parcel for a lot of UFOs, including um, purported uh U.S. military experiments with UFOs and building their own, they actually achieve that that color resonance in the, as far as the light that's emitted, and are able to use anti gravity and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. That's the report, anyway. Um, but this is what he saw. I said, like, "Hey, you've been sitting on this for <laughs> how many years? This is like 2014, 2015." When he tells me this, right? It's like. Oh, yeah, I thought I told you about that. <laughs> I was like, "No, dude, you did not tell me about that." I wish you had yeah. said something on. The- he didn't even tell me when it happened, which is weird. I, like it slipped his mind. How does a UFO <laughs> slip your mind? And well, he's a like pretty an angel story. Like, why wouldn't
1: you lead with that? Right. <laughs> but but that's the kind of stuff that he did. It yeah, was man. Just very like off the cuff. Like, oh yeah, I saw UFO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't I
0: tell you? No. No. no, no, dude. Tell me your story. <laughs> oh, man. That so, was great. That is, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I want to share this story because this is actually a fun one. Okay. Um, we had gone out to dinner at this place. Is
0: um, this the fish market? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right so uh, something about the fish market cuz i don't know if they're everywhere or not but um the place is just always cold right, right. because it actually is a fish market in the front so they have uh, ice and they keep it rather cold in there yeah. um in the restaurant as well and so three of us went out to dinner and you were sitting on the other side. He and I were sitting next to each other.
0: By the way around, I was sitting right next to you.
1: Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I <laughs> re <laughs> I recant my admission. All right. So we're in the fish market, and Tim, you're sitting next to me, yes. and Henry was across, right. and um, and he's directly across from me. And so we're kind of chatting and this and that, and I said something. About like oh, would you like to feel, you know, me do some energy work? Because there was something physically that was going on with him, and I could feel it. And oh. I was like, hey, like it was a his shoulder or arm, something like that. And he was like a little shocked, like how'd you know that? And I was like, well, I can feel it, dude. So <laughs> I said, you how know, long you have you like we been, been working together at that point? <laughs> right, for some years, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so he's like, okay. And so I, I go to do energy work on him and I go, oh, hold on. Let me clear the place really quick. <laughs> and so I let out a light blast and then I immediately bubbled us so that I could work on him. And I remember you kept inching away from me because yeah. it was so hot. Oh, my God. Guys,
0: you turned oh into goodness, a small you sun. Water. You turned into a small sun. It, it was, you know, <laughs> in heat only, not in radiance, but oh, my God. <laughs>
1: and so you're inching away from me because of how much heat is coming out of me (laughs) henry's sitting across and you know normally you know is he's he's always smiling right but you know it's kind of like a stoic happy smile right and all of a sudden his smile gets even bigger and he's like it's really warm (laughs) <laughs> and i'm laughing and he's looking all around like you know is there any reason i said feel free to like look around and see if there's any reason for it but we're literally on an island over here they placed us in the back end of the restaurant all by ourselves we there were nobody by us which is actually kind of nice yeah. considering what we were talking about you know, <laughs> yep. nothing like sounding like loons but <laughs> um <laughs> in public i'm okay with it but and so then um <laughs> I had said something and it was someone that you two knew. And I I didn't know this person. I knew nothing about it. And I said, Oh, you might want to check on your friend. And he goes, What friend? And I said, Oh, well, your friend that moved.
0: Right. I I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And then I remember you get like real quiet and you just kind of like stiffen up, right? And I'm like, uh-oh, must have touched a nerve. And then Henry goes, okay, well, let me test you. Like, what's going on with my friend? And I said, well, he lost his leg. And I said, what leg it was and where on the leg it was gone. And I actually, I remember because I had to pull up my leg and actually show you guys. And that was really fun to do yoga in the middle of a restaurant. <laughs> so we need to look more insane. <laughs> <laughs> and i remember henry just being blown away yeah. and he's looking at you and he's like did you tell her about him and i was like i don't even know what this person is yeah. you have never talked about this person and to this day i've never met this person but that got him
0: like yeah 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 you get you get more interested you always yeah which is hilarious i mean uh in case two we have i've teased this earlier in case two we have this episodes before your time with us. Um, but it's worth, it's worth talking about. And, uh, he has this moment and I'll, (laughs) I'll just tease it. I I think maybe I told you about this in person before, but, (laughs) uh, this client had very classic haunting. I mean, almost full poltergeist activity, full body apparitions, sounds, you name it. It was happening in this house and those poor people were scared. And, uh, one of the reports was the cell phones would go off randomly. Actually, not randomly at like two thirty-two every every night or early morning. And we're about to wrap up. We're gonna let the cameras roll a little bit. And the husband had hit the had gone to bed because he had to be up at six in the morning. So we were in the front of the house. He went to the back bedroom. And he walks out and we hear this, this horrible, distorted. It sounds like a, like a music box melting. And it's, uh, and he gives it to Henry and says, did it? You didn't set this. I didn't set this. Okay. He goes banging through there. He's a tech whiz. I should say. Henry digs into the code on the (laughs) phone, gets into the file system and says, oh, okay, I see it. Okay, you're right. You didn't set it. There, there was an alarm set. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I turned it off. And uh, and then the guy says, no, 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 delete it. I said, okay, do, 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 delete it. He says, no, I've done that myself. guess he was pretty technically savvy himself. And mind you, this is the old flip phones that had just gone a little digital. It wasn't quite a smartphone yet. Mm-hmm. So you had this teeny little screen to deal with. And- <laughs> so he says, "Okay, delete it. Watch this." And he says, "Okay, delete." There you go. Claps the phone close hands it back to him. Bing dong dong. Oh, come on. What's going on? So he takes the phone back, he opens it up, he turns off the alarm, he looks at the thing and there it is again. Reset for like a minute after he hands it back to the gentleman. He says, "Okay, hold on." He goes digging through it. He's on a mission now. He's gonna, he's gonna beat this thing. Hands it back. Bing, dong, dong. Oh, come on. <laughs> third time. Third time. So, "Okay, forget it." But he deletes it again. Then he pulls the battery out. Solved your problem. Do you have another alarm clock? Yeah, I can use it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Bing dong, da, 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 oh, no, no.
1: Wallet's in his hand. In
0: his hand. He's got the battery in one hand. He's got the phone in the other. Now, the old cell phones didn't have residual charges. (laughs) Not like your smartphones do today. They can actually last without a battery, a little tiny bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But... um, (laughs) Now he's at a loss And he says, oh, it must be a residual charge I said, not that style of phone, dude You and I both know that And he says Huh (laughs) And he opens the phone to turn off the alarm And it turns off on its own Then he takes the two bits And he leaves it on the little breakfast counter (laughs) He says We'll have to come back to that (laughs) It's just the way he said it, I didn't do it any justice at all. But I mean he was he was a little animated about it and you know, head to the forehead is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to come back to that. <laughs> and off and on we went with the investigation. Oh man, that was the best. I mean, talk about Seeing a guy him stumped, I think, was the best. <laughs> I hate to be mean about it, but it was because when you hit him with a mystery that he couldn't solve He was he was just entertainment. (laughs) Oh yeah. He was in the embodiment of entertainment. I'll figure this out. I know I will. It was almost like watching. It was almost like watching Wiley Coyote or something. You know? (laughs) Oh God, I miss him. I miss him so much. (laughs) I miss him too. I I remember
1: Um, one of the last dinners that we did. Um Remember, I had that really fancy rental car.
0: Vaguely. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay. Well, it was a really fancy rental car that um, the place messed up. And so they gave me like the top of the line car. So it was super fast, made tons of noise. You know, it was a really fun week. (laughs) (laughs) So I come rolling up in it and he's like, whoa, new ride. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Mm -hmm. So I took you guys for like a a little stroll around the parking lot really fast. Right. We get done with dinner and we decided we were going to walk over and go to Starbucks and have a coffee. Oh, sure. And unfortunately, the area we were in is kind of notorious for shenanigans happening <laughs> when
0: it
2: gets dark. Right. right,
1: right so, right. not the safest place to go sit outside at a Starbucks. <laughs> and I remember you had brought that up of saying, you know, this isn't the best place to like sit outside. And I was like, well, you're not going to want to sit inside with me because you know how warm I'm going to make it. (laughs) And it was winter too. Yeah, that's true. We sat outside and I said, don't worry, we'll be fine. So we sit at these two and we're outside and it's a big old shopping center, right? So, you know, people are constantly driving up and, and all over and we're sitting there us three and i have us bubbled and we're just talking now you guys are facing me i'm facing the actual parking lot yeah so i can see the mayhem that's going (laughs) on around we have people running from the cops in the parking lot oh yeah people running in and out of of the coffee place right um and it was so hilarious because neither of you saw any of it until, <laughs> until the five cop cars rolled up in front to get the guy who had passed us right. and you and henry look over and inside you go what what
2: happened
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay that bubble work is strong and i remember because henry was very very you know he was always very observant of yeah. his surroundings and the look on his face, that's why I say classic Henry. The look on his face when he couldn't figure something out. And that moment, he was so confused. Like, how did I miss a whole strong arm robbery?
0: Like,
1: literally passed us. And we're just sitting here and I just keep sipping my tea.
0: <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was I bizarre. I that. mean, we saw this kid. He was kind of shifty. We knew we saw him. He was shifty. It just didn't register for some reason. And then he goes in and he runs out. And then the, you know, a few minutes later, the cops show up and nab him like down the down the way a little bit. But they go in there uh, Starbucks. And we're like, what happened? I said, we're like, going um, to close early. Can you leave, please? Oh, oh yeah, sure. All right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, then I remember um, us just sitting in the car and we were having fun. I just kept revving the engine of the rental car. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> rum, rum.
1: Henry was explaining to me like how it worked and how it made these weird little sounds and stuff. I just, <laughs> I absolutely miss him. I. Me too. You know, what a wonderful man. What a great experience that we got to work with him in this capacity. Oh, I know. And just be friends with him for so long.
0: Yeah, I agree. So um to our good friend Henry we wish you a happy birthday you would have been 52. Oh, happy no. birthday fun! So uh, with that we'll say goodbye and we'll see you next time on Paranormal Insight. Adieu. Adieu and uh, don't forget to check out JJ Rose 777. We'll have that information below. Take care everyone.